Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings in the name of the Lord and welcome to Warren Radio. This is Tower. I'm here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page at warn-usa.com. You can listen to our Warren Radio episodes on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. Warren Radio is on the following platforms. Amazon Prime Music and Podcast, Spreaker, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Deezer, Spotify, Anchor, and Pocket Cast. And do not miss the featured posts this week of our in-depth biblical articles and radio shows. Featured on both Warren-USA.com and DanaGlennSmith.com, America by their fruits. The Rising Prophecy Protocol on DanaGlennSmith.com, Patient Endurance and Righteousness, Living Life, Truth and Faith, Light, Judgment and the Word. On Warren-USA.com, Nations Prophecy End Time Battle for the Harvest, Road of Life Intersects with Death, Christian End Time Prophecy Interviews on Classic Warren Radio, and do not miss these Warren Radio episodes for October 18th through the 20th. Wednesday's Advocacy Show, Light of the World, Lawless People, Conversion, Martyr, Advocacy, Persecuted Church. Thursday's Battle Lines, Isaiah's Series, Righteous Salvation, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 193 on Battle Lines. Friday, Sound the Shofar, Kingdom War and the Coming King. Obedience or Rebellion, Part 7. And be sure to get your copy of The Rising. The Rising is a Christian fiction thriller by the watchman Dana G. Smith. Everything was okay, or so they thought. A truth so unbelievable, it took a miracle to fight back. Don't miss The Rising. And the Rising continues the story of Mac a former black op sniper, and details the takeover of America. And hidden within the storyline of the rising is the truth of what's happening in America now. And you can get your copy of the rising by going to Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, Ingram, Walmart, Angus & Robertson, and the rising ebook can be found on Google Play. You can also get your copy of The Rising by going to danaglinsmith.com. And while on the site, be sure to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletter and visit our Christian Books and Resource Shop. 
And now I welcome in the watchman. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Well, you know, in spite of the election, I'm doing good. Yeah, it's a mess. Well, greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? On this fine, wintry Thursday, October 26th night. Wow. Well, I'm doing good because I'm warm. I'm not cold. Thank the Lord for this heat. Well, at any rate, yeah, I don't know what the rest of the country is doing. And this wasn't a real bad storm. It's not real, real cold out. But it is our first snow of the season. And uh, our mountain out back here, that was really the first snow. Yeah, last week they've got, what, 8, 10, 12 inches? Yeah. And we didn't get any down here. Which, that was pretty amazing. So, at any rate, I guess you could say that was our first snow, but it hit the mountain and not us. Yeah. But, at any rate, uh, there's a lot of, uh, you know, main snow happens in January and February, March, etc. Spring snows. And we can get a lot in in this time of season. But uh, all in all, you know, it was a great summer and we're ready to move on. And uh, all eyes are on Israel and everything. And uh, we back Israel. And... Uh, you know, we've seen, you know, Hamas and what they're capable of. And uh, today i seen a picture of the Hamas leader, you know, wanting peace. But they're the ones that began this thing. And we've seen the idiocy of Americans who protest against Israel. And that's what it is. It's idiocy. Because I'm sure you wouldn't want your kids all slaughtered like that and then burned to death. Nope. Make no mistake about it. You know, these people that are doing this are part of the greater Islamic Jihad group that at the end of the world is going to try to conquer the world and force everybody to worship their false god. And everybody else is going to get beheaded. So, I already know about this. I've discussed this many, many times. 
and uh, we're waiting for the true and living God and our Father whose son, Yahshua, Jesus Christ, is coming. He's Lord of Lord and King of Kings. He is the Almighty in Revelation 1. He is the resurrection and the life. And he is the Word who is coming. Amen. So at any rate, all the rest, you know, doesn't matter. We'll get through it. Because we're waiting for the Lord. We're on the winning side. Amen. But see, America, because she has backslid, don't know the truth. And that is the truth. But we have been having revivals in America, which means there are people waking up. But we have a whole bunch left to wake up. So it's not over. So this week we are coming down. We're going to be moving forward to the next chapter, chapter 60. We'll go through 59 first. And uh, from 60 to the end of the book, it's really, it, it's good, good stuff. Real good stuff, so. We'll just go from there. Are you ready? Yes. Redeemer's redemption comes here in this portion of our study in Isaiah's prophetic book, part 194. Redemption and the light of glowing of glory flowing through the Son of God who first went to Jerusalem. Zion when he came as a redeemer and was headed to the cross. Now all that is completed and the light of glory is shining forth as we discuss the completion in the next chapters to the end of Isaiah. But we have a bit further to go in the fullness and the redemption pour out of the light of the Messiah and Savior as all mankind is bathed in the light and judgment finds its work as well. And now back to you. I'll see you on the other side. We'll start at verse 19. So they shall fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. I think of all the verses in the Bible, this is one of the ones I really like. And that's what's going to happen. From the west and his glory from the rising of the sun, they're going to fear the name of the Lord. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against them. In other words, the Spirit of the Lord will put them, the enemy, to flight. They will run. They will flee. And you know, this is hard for America to understand. Hard for the nations of men to understand. But when it happens, they will fear the name of the Lord. 
and his glory, he's coming from the east, from the rising of the sun. And so he's coming. But from one end of this planet to the other, they will fear the Lord. And the one thing I wanted to do is bring in some revelation in here. And uh, just to remind us what Revelation says. Revelation 12, 7 through 12. And there was a war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought in his angels, and prevailed not, neither was their place found any more in heaven. And this is when, and the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world, he was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. So they are no longer in heaven. They are no longer in the presence of the Lord. They were kicked out. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now has come salvation and strength in the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. Now the power of his Christ, Yahshua. Remember, this is in Revelation. See, by the time we get to Revelation, we actually see the coronation of the Lamb who appears before the Father. And this is when he had just come from the cross. And he fulfilled, triumphed over all principalities and powers. He went to the cross, shed his blood for our redemption. He was resurrected from the dead after three days. And one of the things he had to do when he first came out of the tomb, uh, Mary actually saw him but didn't recognize him until he said her voice and they said don't touch me for I haven't ascended to the father and see touching someone who is dead is unclean that's unclean so he had to go to the father and then he would have been ceremonially cleansed and uh that's where his glory is restored. It's just an amazing picture when we look at it. And so the accuser is cast down. He's not in the presence of, of God anymore. But that doesn't mean that he can't accuse. He can still accuse. He can still uh, try to trip you up. Uh, there's demons that can still fill people and cause them to do wicked things but see the thing here is verse 11 they overcame him meaning the devil by the blood of the lamb that's what Christ did at, at, at Calvary he shed the blood of the lamb which is Christ and so when you believe on him you become born again born again of the spirit and by the word of their testimony, that's when you testify. Whoever, you know. When you speak the word of Christ, and you testify, 
of Christ. He will testify of you before his Father. And the other thing is loving not their lives unto the death. That's verse 11. There's three things here. The word of their testimony and love not their lives unto the death. Whoever, for whosoever loses their life for my sake in the gospel shall find it. So that's where all, all three of those things, you know, come directly out of the gospels and the testimony. Therefore rejoice, ye heavens, and you that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea, for the devil has come down unto you having great wrath, because he knows that he has but a short time. And he's had wrath ever since he was he lost his uh, setting when he was uh, he rebelled and he was cast out to heaven out of heaven but still when we get in the old testament there's places we find the devil that's up in front of god but he's not there anymore he's thrown out he came down and he's on the earth and all of his minions are with him and they're still doing dirty deeds they're still in power of darkness and one day christ will come to clean that out and it'll be done Revelation 11:15 through 18 and the seventh angel sounded and there was great voices in heaven saying the kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ and he shall reign forever and ever. Now you should be glad at that if you're a Christian because that is what we're waiting for. We want the kingdoms of this world to be the kingdoms of our Lord and of our Christ and when it says his Christ it means the Father's Christ and he shall reign forever and ever and the four and twenty elders were set before God on their seats fell upon their faces and worshiped God saying we give thee thanks O Lord God Almighty which art and wast and art to come because thou hast taken to thee thy great power and has reigned now this next verse is one that I'm pointing out this is why it's in here and the nations were angry, and thy wrath is come in the time of the dead, that they should be judged. That thou shouldest give reward unto thy servants the prophets, and to the saints, and them that fear thy name. Now see, this is giving the reward, see. The time, see, you have things, the nations are angry. That's because they've been overthrown. Thy wrath is come, so now they're found guilty. And the time of the dead, they're going to be resurrected. These are the ones that are totally lost. That they should be judged. That thou shouldest give reward unto thy servants the prophets and to the saints. And them that fear thy name. Now see, that's, that's the big point here. But the thing here that you need to pay attention to is... Uh, you shouldest destroy them which destroy the earth. And I make a big deal out of this. Because before the Lord comes, there are those people on this earth that will plot to destroy the earth. And we already have Klaus Schwab and a number of others which intend to destroy trees. They intend to kill animals so you can't eat them. And so they're destroying the earth, and God's going to destroy them. And see, these are the things that you have to understand about that, is that this is going to be a severe judgment on them, because there will be the earth 
is going to be destroyed. Not totally, but there are those that will work to destroy the earth so they can gain power in the things they want. One example of that is the Muslims themselves. And you can take a look at Iran. In Iran, once they get a nuclear weapon, uh, you know, they wouldn't hesitate to use it and bring a cataclysm in just to be able to rule the world for their God, who happens to be Satan, by the way. So these, this, is, this is the battle, and this is what's going on right now. But what we're reading is the end. You know, there are those who destroyed the earth, and he's going to destroy them, period. That's it, end of story. God didn't put flowers and trees and rocks and animals on this earth to have some fat German sitting over in his old world economic forum to tell the world we need to destroy everything. That's absolutely stupid and ridiculous. We don't have climate change. The, re the problem with the world is like Isaiah said in chapter 24 in his apocalypse, the curse has devoured the earth. And that's the issue going on here. And so we have a lot of people that are misled and they're going to lead this country, lead this world into total destruction and a cataclysm of all kinds of things with lots of death. And when the Lord comes, he's going to heal the nations, he's going to heal the earth, he's going to destroy those who have destroyed the earth, and he's going to reward those who are his servants. So, that's the good news and the bad news. And it does line up. Now see, we're in Isaiah 59.20. Now this is what 59.20 says. This is Isaiah. Again, of course it is. That's what we're studying. But I said that as emphasis. And the Redeemer shall come to Zion, and unto them that turn from transgression in Jacob, saith the Lord. And, the, and see, this is important. The Redeemer shall come to Zion. Of course he's going to come to Zion. And, you know, when he comes back, Zion is Jerusalem. That's the center. That's where the Lord's coming, you know, when he comes back to the earth. He's coming from the east. He's coming with his armies in heaven. You know, he's not going to be born again to come again. He's not going to be coming from the nations. That's how the Antichrist is coming. And many people will follow him. Make sure that you understand the true and the living God is going to be in the sky with the armies of heaven coming back. That is the sign, and you will know it, and he will come back. And the Redeemer is going to come to Zion. And unto them that turn from transgression, you could say that that is the Jews who seek the Messiah, and come to know him. They have to turn from transgression. There's only one way to do that. And that's through Christ Jesus. Uh, Yeshua. They have to believe in him. Now see we go into Acts 2. And the reason I do that. Is because this is the apostles. As they explain what they're doing. Uh, to the Jews and others who are listening. Because you know, at that time they weren't called Christians. They were called of the way. This way that they had been following. And they even had the Apostle Paul, who was an Apostle, but a Pharisee of the Pharisees. 
and uh, he even became a Christian because the Lord appeared to him and so that made him an enemy of the Jews themselves so I mean when you understand that you had the Apostle Paul and a lot of these other Jews who knew what the law was and when they followed Yahshua they knew that he was the Messiah the one to come so here it is verse 36 therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this same Jesus whom you have crucified both Lord and Christ now when they heard this they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles men and brethren what shall we do then Peter said unto them repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promises unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off even as many as the Lord our God shall call now that includes us today in Romans 11 25 to 32 Paul writes to the Romans for I would not brethren that you should be ignorant of this mystery lest you should be wise in your own conceits that blindness is in part is happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles be come in now the fullness of the Gentiles won't be fully over until after uh, the destruction of the last great Gentile leader which will be the Antichrist he will be uh, the dark one of Revelation he will be what it says the beast and he will have another beast with him and uh, this describes who's their power and who is in control of them and it says in verse 26 so all of Israel shall be saved as it is written there shall come out of Zion the deliverer and shall turn away ungodliness from Jacob and this is my covenant unto them when I shall take away their sins see he's going to come he's going to come to Israel he's going to come to Zion and he you know they're going to repent when they see him and uh, for this is my covenant when I shall take away their sins as concerning the gospel now that's today present time the other is when the Lord comes says as concerning the gospel they are enemies for your sake as touching the election they are beloved for the father's sake see now even today uh, there are Jews that are enemies of Christians and of the gospel because they don't understand it uh, some of the ultra orthodox are and some of them would even you know kill a Christian if if they had a mind to I mean that's they are radical some of them after all they they're all Arabs they come from uh, Abraham Abraham was uh, he were, he reminds me of of uh, a wandering herder is what he really was you know and uh, but he knew God and because he believed God it was imputed unto him for righteousness sake so Abraham wasn't justified by the law he was justified by faith the same way Christians are today as concerning the gospel they are enemies for your sake but as touching the election and that's why today 
Israel is still important because of the election of Israel and the father you know has loved them guided them been with them <laughs> a long time and he's still working to redeem them for the gifts and the calling of God are without repentance now see I like that and that's not just to the Jews that's to all of us the gifts and the calling of God are without repentance when God calls you you know when you're saved and God gives you a gift he, he he's not remorseful it's without repentance uh, and for as it as ye in the times past have not believed God yet have obtained mercy through their unbelief even so now these also they do not believe that through your mercy they also may obtain mercy for God has concluded them all in unbelief that he might have mercy on all and all it means both Jew and Gentile excuse me Jew and Gentile. So it's really interesting because we're we're in Isaiah, but we're also looking at what God's He has a covenant. He has things that He's putting out here, and of course, this is all in the context of Judah going into captivity and staying there seventy years and being brought back and all the stuff that that entails. We've gone through all of that. We've gone through God going into very detailed stuff about the sins of Israel and why they were, why they did go into captivity. And so this one, verse 21, as for me, this is my covenant with them. Now, this is something that even Christians, you know, believe and accept this as a promise for them. Because we are in the new covenant and the new covenant didn't destroy the old covenant. The new covenant, which we are at through Christ Jesus, it fulfilled the old covenant. It didn't destroy it. So whenever you say, well, this is the new and this is the old, uh, well, the new is what fulfilled the old. So it's completion. It's fulfillment. So, as for me, this is my covenant with him, saith the Lord. My spirit that is upon thee and my words which I have put in thy mouth shall not depart, of thy, depart out of thy mouth, nor out of the mouth of thy seed, nor out of the mouth of thy seed seed, saith the Lord, from henceforth and forever. As for me, this is my covenant with them, saith the Lord. With them, the Jews. My spirit that is upon thee, my words which I have put in thy mouth, shall not depart from my mouth. Now the interesting thing here is that over all of these centuries the Jews still have the word, the law, embedded in their bosom. If you talk to a Jew they're going to know about the law. Period. And and that's what we see here. And, it's, and another thing I like about that is that as a Christian we have the word of God and we can speak the word of God. And so when we have the word of God in our mouth, you know, and we use that word of God, it, it's going to have fruit. You know, it's going to bear. So that's why you speak the word. That's why you speak positive things. That's why you believe God. For with the mouth, confession is made into salvation. But it's also that 
that confession that turns into a living seed for healing when you when you speak it with faith now in Isaiah 61 1 through 3 the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has appointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek he has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, the day of the vengeance of our God, to comfort all that mourn, to, point unto, uh, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planning of the Lord, that he might be glorified. Now Jesus, Yahshua, read this very thing, along with a little bit more, when he was on this earth, revealing himself to the Jews. Now see, in Luke four seventeen through 21, he actually reads it. Now here's a portion of that. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book, and he gave it again to the minister, and sat down. And all, and the eyes of all them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began to say unto them, This day this scripture is fulfilled in your ears. So this was literally fulfilled. Now this is something Isaiah had prophesied. So these things are important because we're, we're coming you know, to the end of chapter 59, we're going to go into chapter 60 and you're going to find a whole new opening here of, of just things that are going to be fulfilled. And th these are going to be exciting chapters. In Hebrew 8, 1 through 13, now of the things which, now this tells you about the new covenant. Now of the things which we have spoken, this is the sum. We have such a high priest who is set on the right hand of the throne of the majesty in heavens, a minister of the sanctuary of the true tabernacle, which the Lord pitched and not man. See, this was the Lord's work. For every high priest is ordained to offer gifts and sacrifices. Wherefore, it is of necessity that this man have somewhat also to offer. For if he were on earth, he should not be a priest seeing that there are priests that offer gifts according to the law, who serve under the example the shadow of heavenly things, as Moses was admonished of God when he was about to make the tabernacle. For see, saith he, that thou make all things according to the pattern showed thee in the mount. But now he has obtained a more excellent ministry, by how much also he is the mediator of a better covenant. Now this is the new covenant. Which was also, which was established upon better promises, for if that first covenant had been faultless, then should no place have been sought for the second. For finding fault with them, he saith, "Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I'll make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah, Judah." <clears throat> 
not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt, because they continued not in my covenant, and I regarded them not, saith the Lord. For this is the covenant that I'll make with the house of Israel in those days, saith the Lord. I'll put my laws into their mind, write them into their hearts, and I'll be to them a God, and they shall be to me a people. Now this is what happens to Christians. We receive him, and his spirit comes in, and he inhabits us, and his word and his spirit become life within us. And they shall not teach every man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know ye the Lord, for all shall know me from the least to the greatest. For I'll be merciful to their unrighteousness, and their sins and their iniquities, iniquities will I remember no more. And that he saith, A new covenant he hath made the first, now that which decayeth and waxeth old is ready to vanish away. Now see, these are the things that, uh, you know, literally Israel didn't know. Now see, today, if you go over to Israel, you're going to have ministries like Mao's Israel and others who are Messianic Jews. They believe in Yahshua. And, uh, you know, there's that fine line that even Israel, and especially the ultra-Orthodox, who are still caught up in the law, and they're going to be caught up in the law. And and it takes a lot of time, a lot of prayer. But see, there will come that time that the delusion, and there is a delusion on this that even affected them when Christ came the first time. And so it, it's going to be a, a tough road for them, especially during this, uh, what we're going for. It's not going to be a piece of cake for anybody. But uh, the thing of it is, is that time is closing. And uh, I think for the first time that uh, many in the church see this, everything is happening as real viable signs of the coming of the Lord. And uh, that's where everybody's been talking about with all the stuff that's been happening in Israel right now. Uh, you know whether it's going to be is uh, the Ezekiel 38 war or not, and so a, a lot of people, you know, leaders, Christian leaders. I mean, we've been talking about it because we're watching. We're watching the signs, you know. And there's going to be trouble, you know. And we don't like trouble, but see, our focus is on the Lord. And that's what we remind ourselves of. Yeah, things things are going to get bad but you have to focus because the Lord is coming and so now we're in chapter 60 and I remember when I went through this chapter I uh, (laughs) starting at 60 because that's we have six more chapters now in this study we've been doing this study for a long time and so when we get to this chapter you know, there was a time it seemed like we would never get here. Because I am doing the study of Isaiah different than most people. I go through this, go through this, you know, sentence by sentence. And when I feel the Lord giving me something to say, I have a show. And we're in part 194 today. So I've I've found... 194 that's 194 hours of shows 
along with 194 hours at least of study plus. So this, this is what we've been doing in Isaiah, going through this. And I bring you the, the scriptures from the New Testament because we're putting this together. You know, we're not just talking about the Jews. I mean, this is more than, the, than Israel. This is everybody. This is all of Israel. You know, this is every Gentile, every Gentile. And this is why you have to understand, you know, there's a lot of those who who are Muslims who are becoming Christian. And there's a lot of them that are lost. God doesn't want anybody to be lost. He doesn't want anybody, nobody, no matter what they're doing, no matter who they are. He wants everybody. You know, God is he even scripture commands all men to repent everybody to repent and if you don't repent you're disobeying God so at any rate Isaiah chapter 60 verse 1 arise shine for thy light is come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee you know and when, when I see this verse I think of the first day that I will see Yahshua in the sky. It's early in the morning. I get up and the sun comes up and all of a sudden a massive light greater than the sun consumes the sun. You can't see anything. And up in the clouds you see this one coming with the armies of heaven. And that's what I think about. Arise, shine, for thy light is come. See, now, Christ dying on the cross, yes, he gave us light then. But this is the glory of the Lord, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. If you're a Christian and a believer, you know, when he shows up in that sky and that glory is everywhere, it's risen on you. It tells you that it's done with. He is here. And so this is such a good verse. At the end of chapter 60, you know, even when you look at Israel, you know, he's telling Israel, arise. You've been delivered from judgment. You've been delivered from the Babylonians after 70 years. Your light has come. I've, I'm here to shine light on you, to show you your redemption, to get you back into your home, to, to make sure you get the temple built. And so you'll have a temple, you'll have Jerusalem back, you'll be in the land, you'll be restored unto me. That's the other part of this that we're looking at. Arise. Now that word arise is a particular word. This emphasis in the Hebrew is a word of power. And it's it's such a word of power that the church is able to rise from the ground. When he comes, that arise is so much, it points to the fact of bringing you off that ground and bringing you unto the Lord. Thy light is come. Now see, we would say that of course, we look at Zion, and they call people that believe in Zion, Zionists. But 
But if you're a Christian, you know, you should know that Christ is coming back to Zion to rule and reign for a thousand years, and Zion is Jerusalem. That is where it's at, whether you like it or not. And that is where he will set up his thousand years millennial reign. But you'll have that radiant glow of glory that that flows from the nature of God himself. Because it says in there also, the glory of the Lord has risen upon thee. And see, when this comes, there there's not going to be any darkness. There's going to be glory. Now, it's interesting when we go through this. The church here, mentioning Zion as the seat of the church. For redemption came through Yeshua, and then it was given to the apostles to be spread throughout the nations. Now, Albert Brooks says this, The call is to arise and impart to others rich privileges which were given to her. And, of course, that's the light. That's redemption. And so the light, and, of course, you know, when we go through this, you're going to see two, two different avenues here is that of the gospel, the light. When the prophet says that the light has come, he throws himself into future times, and he sees in vision the Messiah as having already come, as pouring the light of salvation on a darkened church and world. That, again, is Albert Brooks. And this really shows the the twofold nature here when we look at it because the Jews are going to be saved. It says all of Israel. Paul tells the Romans all of Israel will be saved. And of course there's different interpretations of that particular thing. But all of Israel, that is Israel, will be saved. And Israel is found in Yeshua. And it's not just in the keeping of the law. For by the keeping of the law shall no flesh be saved. Because we're in the point of the Messiah now. Who is Yahshua. Now the thing that is good when you look at all this together. You know there's a great light coming. There's redemption of mankind. And it's that's great. That light is going to be so great even the even the. Jews will believe. And he will redeem them. Isaiah 9, 1 through 2. Nevertheless, the dimness shall not be such as was in her vexation, when at first he lightly afflicted the land of Zebulon and the land of Naphtali, and afterwards did more grievously afflict her by the way of the sea beyond Jordan, in Galilee of the nations. The people that walked in darkness have seen a great light, and they that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them has the light shine. Now that is, that's a prophecy concerning the Messiah. 
when he comes in, when he came in, a great light had shined, shined upon them. And he even talks about that in the Gospels. You know, he says, you know, while I'm with you, you know, I am the light. You know, you <laughs> believe, you know, here I am, I'm here, I'm that light. Come on and believe. And there was some of the Jews that wouldn't believe. You know. But he says, if you're not going to believe me, believe me for the works that I do. For the works that I do are the Father. And so th there was a conflict. But see, this is, this is such a great thing. Because this is how the Gentiles got included in this. There were no Gentiles included. You could, of course, go, you know, one time in Israel when they're under the law, and you could become, you know, uh, do what the Jews did. And they they accepted that to some form. But the thing of it is, is that we're in the new covenant, which fulfilled the old covenant. Now in Luke 25, and I like this. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. Now this is a great testimony. The same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. That's the coming of the Lord. And they were all waiting for that. Even the women were waiting. Because women longed to have the Messiah. Mary was the one that ended up having him. And the Holy Ghost was upon him. And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Now this is Simeon. They're, they're still in the law now. <laughs> and this is a guy in the temple. And he knows there's a Christ coming. He knows there's a Messiah. You know, and so... <laughs> he came by the Spirit into the temple. In other words, he, he was you know, driven into the temple, just like Christ was driven into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil, because that was the the Spirit's doing. And the Lord had to conquer and meet the devil head on to, to prove that he was Lord of Lord and King of Kings. And he came by the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law, then took he him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For my eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. Now, We'll stop for a minute there, and then we'll look at Peter, First Peter 2, 9 and 10. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, which in time past were not a people. You were just lawless Gentiles, you know, you were pagans. But now, but are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. See, this is the switchover in here. Simeon knew 
that that child would change everything because it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost. Now, I don't know if we're going to get through all this, but I want to bring up Kyle and Delish. Now, they are Hebrew theologians, and, and they're Christian. They're, they're Messianic. Here it is regarded as the church redeemed from banishment. See, and this is where he comes in at. Settled once more in the holy city in the holy land, the church of salvation, which is now about to become the church of glory. Zion lies prostrate on the ground, smitten down by the judgment of God, brought down to the ground by inward prostration and partly overcome by the sleep of self-security. Now see, then we go back and we can look at Isaiah 59, 19 through 21. So they shall fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. So this is what we read previously. And the Redeemer shall come to Zion and unto them that turn from transgression in Jacob. So, so these are all promises, and, and it's all wrapped up in the same messianic promises that Yeshua brought. He is the fulfillment. And when we talk about the rising of the sun and he's coming in his glory, you know when you look in scripture you actually find like uh, Psalm 84 verse 11 for the Lord is the sun and the shield the Lord will give grace and glory and no good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly O Lord of hosts blessed is the man that trusts in he and so the psalmists you know in the writings they show you that he's a sun and a shield. That's how bright he is. So we're going to have to stop there just short of 62. We have Malachi, but we don't have enough time to do that one. And that's the sun of righteousness. Now see, all these things, you know, it, it tells you <laughs> that when this God comes, he's going to be like the sun, you know. I mean, and it's unfortunate. You know, there are armies of Muslims that think the more people they kill and chop their heads off that are unbelievers, they're going to go to paradise. No. That's a, that's a lie out of the pit of hell. And they're all blinded. But you talk to a Muslim that's been truly born again and they'll tell you the truth. Father, we thank you for your word and your spirit in our redemption. Lord, bless this word to those that hear it whenever they do. Bless them, watch over them, and keep them. And in Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, in the powers of darkness. 
from the preaching, teaching, streaming, and receiving of that word, this word, in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, Tower. Okay, boy, that went fast. It did. It went too fast. I thought you should have more time. But anyway, thank you, everyone, for joining us whenever you do. It's always a pleasure to have you here with us. We enjoy it. We're thankful for you and thankful for all that you do for the Lord. May he bless you richly and keep you. And we love you. We always hope the best for you in Christ Jesus. Please pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Pray for Israel. Pray for your brethren around the world. Pray for us as we pray for you. Please stay safe and look to the Lord in all your ways. Good night, everybody. Don't forget to go to our websites at born-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. Listen to the shows. Read the articles. Don't forget to uh, leave a comment, like our shows or our articles. Don't forget to check out my book, The Rising by Dana Glenn Smith. It's book two in the Steel series, the first one, Steel the Darkness. You can find out about both the books on both of our websites. We have a bookshop over there on Dana Glenn Smith. So check everything out and get the book, The Rising. We hope and pray that you've enjoyed this series in Isaiah and understand the connection of the Messiah to everything that's been going on in the Old Testament. Yahshua fulfilled everything. So until next time, take care of yourselves. Be safe. Watch over your children. Keep them safe. And trust the Lord. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and give you peace. Take care of yourselves. Believe God. Prepare yourselves for the things that are coming. Draw nigh to the Lord and he will draw nigh to you. Until next time. Take care of yourselves and your family. Be safe. Be blessed. This is the Watchman. And Fort Tower. Shalom. We'll see you next time. For another episode from Isaiah. Remember in the morning we have an early morning show. Friday mornings. So check that out as well. This is about a kingdom war going on. Good night. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.